Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. All right, welcome back to the show. Judah Newby and Stephen Vaughn in for John Kanzano, who is covering the uh, the court hearing in Colfax, Washington today. Judge Gary Libby ruling in favor of the plaintiffs, Oregon State and Washington State, to be uh, the lone governing members of the Pac-12 moving forward. Taking uh, your reaction on that and, uh, and all things college football. And, of course, at this time on Tuesdays, we talk with Bruce Barnum, the head football coach at Portland State University. They've got a finale in uh, Greeley, Colorado this Saturday at Northern Colorado, looking to end the season on a high note, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time kickoff for that one on Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. It's great to connect with you again, Coach. How are you on this Tuesday? Hey, how you doing, Jude? Uh, so what? Did I hear you right? It's, it's the mighty Jude and the Von Meister. <laughs> that is right. The producers told you it's the mighty Jude and the Judimus. Von Meister. How about that, Stephen? Jude and the Von Meister. Jude and the Von Meister. You know, I like it. I could always count on you, Coach, for a good uh, kick-ass nickname. I appreciate that. I'm sure, you know, if I give you enough time and enough creative license, you'll come up with some great branding strategy for me. I, I appreciate that. Uh, the great, all the great play callers uh, could do that, and uh, and you're included in that. I'm curious, you know. Obviously, you're in the midst of football season and all that. Were you paying attention at all to this Oregon State, Washington State stuff, or is it kind of out of sight, out of mind? Oh no, it's curiosity. It's affecting me, right? You know, um, well, scheduling, Judah. Think ahead now. I've got these people scheduled through 27. You know, yeah. Um, I've got Washington State. I know for a fact next year. I mean, this is uh, how's it going to affect? How's it going to shake down? I've already switched the game from San Diego State uh, to Boise, so I'm you know sitting back, seeing what they have to do, and with the contracts, that means I can ask for a little more to help my program. Mm-hmm. You know, hope, hoping to get rid of all of the money games, but maybe get rid of one. You know, in the future, if I can get enough money. Uh, from all this movement. So it's affecting me a little bit. I'm paying attention, um, you know, on Fridays, travel days, and Saturday mornings before the game. So it's it, the the demise, as it were, of the conference is not good. <laughs> um, but today's decision impacts you positively. Is that what I'm I'm gathering, at least from a scheduling well, standpoint? Uh, yeah, but not as, not as a college football coach. Right. I mean, the Pac-12 and what's going on in college football, uh, I think, the next step is needed now. Um, I mean, but take it all over, make a super conference, um, make scheduling that makes sense, you know, geographically. Um, that would be pretty cool, you know. But what they have going now, uh, I think, is a band aid, you know, chasing the doll hair, and it, it's a mess. And to have the Pac-12 uh, disappear like it is, you know, I'm a Pac-10 guy. You know? Uh, that, that, that's the conference of the West Coast. Now it's good. Coach, I was going to ask you, um, how difficult do you think it is going to be for teams like Oregon and Washington and Stanford and Cal that have to travel all the way to the East Coast just for one conference game? Is that going to be a big effect in football since it is just one game a week? Or uh, is it going to be not as hard as we kind of make it out to be? Well, I think it's going to affect it. I'm curious what time the games are going to be. I mean, if I'm playing, 
<clears throat> say I'm playing Oregon on the East Coast, you know, I'm, I'm going to schedule that for, a, you know, hey, let's have a 9 a.m. or well, let's get that early game, you know, uh, 6 a.m. I mean, uh, there's so many logistics uh, that I'm curious to see, you know, but you have to look further, too. Um, it affects a lot of sports, you know, that don't just play once a week. Um, if I'm, if I'm correct, I, I think it's everybody. It's every sport at the school, right? Yeah. <laughs> comes in, you know, three baseball games, and you play on a Tuesday back home, and you, I mean, who, who's scheduling those games? You know, what time are they? Where are they? Are we talking neutral sites? I mean. Uh, if I'm right now, I'm grabbing, I'm calling Judah and my man Steven and saying, hey, let's build a kick-ass stadium <clears throat> right in the middle of the United States, and that'll be our neutral site. We'll get all these schools to play at our place. You know, but there's so much that can come in here from the fringes. No idea where this is going. Man, you know, it's almost – it's almost better to be in the big sky sometimes than to deal with the headaches of <laughs> big football. Is that crazy? <laughs> well, and that's why losing the Pac-12, I mean, honestly, I mean, when I heard that, uh, that was a a shock just a, as a football fan, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's super rough. Do you uh, Did you root for somebody growing up coaching in college football or, or when – even if not that, like what what is a top memory of yours with the the Pac-10 conference? If we can get a little sentimental here, well, let's not. We can't really go Pac-10 yet because as a kid, um, you know, my dad was in the service. We were moving mm-hmm. around, and when I knew if it was pumped or stuffed at that age, when I could, you know, realize what was going on, we were in Mobile, Alabama. So I'll never forget. You know, my dad took us to the Senior Bowl. I walked up, got Red Granger's autograph. I saw all these guys. That, you know, I just started to stick my foot in the water. And then uh, I remember my dad had two tickets. He called my brother and I in, uh, and we flipped a coin uh, to see who was going the game with Pops. And I, and I went to Alabama-Auburn, and I remember Bear Bryant, you know, walking up and down the sideline dressed with that hat. The, you know, I'm just, wow, you know, this is pretty cool in the atmosphere. and. Uh, I remember I bought a souvenir about a uh, Alabama license plate, um, you know, just a trinket. I still have that in, in the garage. So that was my first memory of college football. Man, it's uh, it's great, and I'll, it's it's worthwhile to uh, remember some of those memories because sports changed a lot, Coach, uh, over the oh, years. Boy. I know I don't have to tell you that, um, but Auburn, Alabama, what a what a great great memory that is i got another question for you here like and this is just more of a fan looking at the game of football i see a guy like bill belichick who is a renowned genius you know he he won the six super bowls with new england you know he ran one of the greatest defenses with lawrence taylor and the giants before that and now the pats are terrible and everybody's calling belichick into question obviously there's a tom brady element to it and maybe it's that simple but what what do fans not see about the dynamics of coaching and teams that is is kind of below the surface? Like it can't be as simple as Bill Belichick just lost his fastball, right? I mean, did the game pass him by, or what's going on there with coaches that can achieve 
you know, great things, and then all of a sudden they just they just seem to lose it. Uh, a lot that goes into that question, obviously. You know, on the surface, you made me think of, you know, who's who's surviving what you just said, and there's very few if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Saban, you know, uh, jumping to college. Um, and, and you can go through legendary coaches, but that never got that mantra. But I say in this profession, they're going to love you and they're going to hate you. And it's just inevitable. You know, Um, there are those that win all the time, but there's so much that goes into that resources, people around you, you know, recruiting and who's playing for you, uh, the culture you build and um, so much that goes into it. So you see the guys, you know, on the top of the pile, uh, they have a lot, you know, People are calling for Saban, Alabama. You know, Alabama hasn't won every game this year. You know, so, you know, I guarantee you there's somebody out there, you know, doubting what he's doing. You know, what do you mean you lost? You lost to Texas? Are you kidding me? Um, So it's just the profession. Um, It's a love-hate. What have you done for me lately, in my opinion? Yeah, and speaking of uh, what have you done for me lately, uh, Coach, coming off the loss to Montana, now you're looking at – Northern Colorado, who was 0 and 10 on the season, um, you know, how do you how do you keep your guys motivated for that type of game, knowing that you should be you should outmatch that team, right? Like you should go into that. How do, how do you keep it going? I hope you I hope you're not mojoing me, Judah. Um, that was Steve. That was Judah. Not, not, no. um, <laughs> I'm just trying to put you on the spot we here. We address coach. it. We address it because it's out there. This is a tough conference, and if you look at it, there's only one team uh, that has blown this team out. You know, Montana is the only team they beat them forty to zero. All the other ones, Idaho. Idaho's a ranked team in the top five. Uh, fourth quarter with like six minutes to go, they're only up by four. You know, they throw a pick six and or a pick in the fourth quarter. Uh, luckily, their defense stops them and holds them to three. So, you know, you look at it. Uh, I know Ed Lamb. Their head coach's name is Ed Lamb. He was at Southern Utah. Seen him through the profession at BYU. He's a, uh, he's a competitor and he's a hell of a coach, you know. So what do you do? You go there, weather the storm. Is how we're talking about it, and then make sure they they know, you know. Once that's over, that we're the damn storm coming to town, and let's make sure uh, we play a clean, hard, you know, sixty minutes of football. Mm-hmm. But it makes you nervous. I mean, always does. Yeah. Um, you had senior night over the weekend, too. Uh, just what did your senior class mean to you this year? And I know he said last week, it's like it's tough to have that commemoration like right before kickoff. That's that's tough to deal with that emotion right at the beginning of a big game. Um, but uh, what did your seniors mean to you this year at Portland State? Uh, you know, it, it, that's why I do it. You know, I try to get uh, young men to come in. This might sound, you know, sappy ass, but it's true. I think it's cool um, trying to prep people for their future, you know, and to be successful. And then to see them leave, you know, write rite of passage. Last college football game for the majority of them. You know, a college ending, entering the, quote, real world. Um, so... Uh, I love every one of them, you know, uh, seeing where they're at. It, it's emotional. Here's one for you that 
people think, wow, this guy's a soft, you know, jackass. The hardest thing for me to do on senior night at the game is they have all those damn cameras clicking in front of you, and you look at these student athletes and their families, and you have, you know, flashes. I had 11 walk through. It's hard not to drop a tear, you know, of not of sadness of just, wow. Um, I've fought that more than once. I probably shouldn't be saying that. They're going to say, Barm, you know, yeah, right, Mr. Toughass. But that's hard. I mean, it's an emotional time. I can imagine. I, I, I can imagine for sure. Um, Dan Landy came on the show last week and said that he was starting to, like, he manages his diet a little differently in season, or at least not for the full season, but at least he, he said he was going a little bit more lean. Isn't that what he said, Stephen? Yeah, he wanted to, you know, trying to lose a little weight. Can you even think about that when you're in season? Like, if it was me, if I was in season, man, I'd just be eating every anything and everything around me. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about staying in shape. Uh, uh, where, where do you come out on that, Coach? Well, if you you, you know you've seen me, Judah. Um, I'm the guy that might you know take a sample of everything we eat, and there are a lot of meals. Oh. And so, and I don't know, I don't know. I, I, told you guys a while back. I met Coach Lanning just this summer. I couldn't tell if he's in shape. You know, I, I don't know if he's a in shape guy or a skinny fat guy. But it's so big, weird. You know? It's so weird because, like, we've got, you know, licenses to, like, Associated Press images and Getty images, and I'll look at pictures of Coach Lanning, and depending on one of the angles, I'm like, dude, that guy's got a tummy. Like, for sure, he's got a little bump going on here. And then I'll look at him and be like, dude, this guy's like macho football guy. I can't figure it out either, Coach. I honestly can't. I was hoping you would know. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I'm with all the things in front of you. You know, today's the day I talk to me on Tuesdays. I just make sure I say I have the camera guy, and I say, hey, love you. Here, here's a hat. Uh, I said, Let, let's keep that camera shot, you know, uh, so nobody, not everybody in America uh, – you know, knows Barnum might have a, a couple extra LBs. It's uh, you're right. Angles is it's all about the angles. Angles is it is angle of the dangle. Hey, you got you totally got that. Uh, last thing for me, you know, with we've got big games with uh, the Huskies coming to Reaser, and then uh, Civil War after that. Uh, you always give these great insights because you've played a lot of these teams and you've seen them on film and you've seen the competition. How do you size up? Oregon State and, and UW as they get ready to meet on Saturday. They're this weekend. They're this weekend, four thirty ABC. Okay, you said it's at Reeser. Correct. Okay, that's a tough one. I mean, you got a quarterback um, and a receiver uh, and a pretty good football team. That's you know, as I think people would say, have sputtered at times, but. University of Washington is a talented football team, you know, um, and that guy's record, DeBoer's record, speaks for itself everywhere he's been. But they didn't come down to Smittyland, right? Um, you got free potato salad. You got a stadium named after it. And you got, a, I think, one of the toughest Smitty, Mahalchek and the boys, mm-hmm. have built one of the toughest teams um, I've seen, uh, I don't know if he uses that as his mantra, but they're going to run the football. They're going to strike you. Um, and they're going to wear you down. So, um, that, that's a heck of a matchup. 
You know, I, I haven't gone one way. I didn't even know they were playing. Having it at Reeser, yep. Um, I think will be a, a bonus uh, for Oregon State because um, it's easy. And you say ABC, that's the big TV, right? That's not ESPN Plus or Netflix. So um, that's a big deal. That's a big game for them. Uh, Smitty, Smitty is, is a smart coach. You know, he doesn't act like it. He actually sits in the back and pays attention and. You know, he's a skinny fat guy. You know, if you look at him, he's kind of a skinny fat guy. I don't know if he works out, but he's skinny. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so that'll be a good matchup. What's the line on it? So it opened UW minus two, I think, and it's since swung through zero. And Oregon State is a one and a half point favorite, maybe minus two in some places. I got you. Well, you got to take the stadium then. You got you it. You got to take the stadium. Yeah, brand new, everything. Schmidt's gonna win that one. Man, ah, it's uh, I'm fired up. You guys, I remember you guys. You guys nearly beat Gary uh, down there a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, you know, I, we were talking about that game the other day. I missed what two or three PATs. I missed a field goal. I think we lost by two. We had a little walk-on kicker from a tiny town. And after the second one, I came up. I said, "Kid, I can't get you any closer than that." <laughs> I mean, you're in the middle. You get the three. I mean, shit. It's a team game. You get three in the yellow sticks. I'm going to punch you in the neck. And then so I missed the next one. I had to pull him. <sighs> you haven't heard from Gary at all, have you? Just curious. I, I no. Yeah. No. I mean, I I think the last I talked to him was there uh, yep. after that game. I think it was the last time anyone talked to him. <laughs> it's like almost the last time anyone's <laughs> talked to him. Hey, we appreciate you, Coach. Um, we look forward to having you back on with John uh, next week, uh, wrapping up the season and maybe talking a little Thanksgiving and, and all that good stuff. But um, you're the best and really appreciate you taking the time. No, Judah, Stephen, thanks. I'll talk to you guys. There he is. It's Bruce Barnum, head coach of Portland State Football. Uh, we'll bounce a break and come back. We'll give away another pair of WWE Raw tickets and take more of your calls on the other side. Newbie and Vaughn wrapping things up on the bald-faced truth on the B. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the bald hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the bald-faced truth radio show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the bald-faced truth radio show. Thanks for listening.